0: and welcome back to the curiosity chamber with me today is a trained lawyer turned spear fisher woman a free diver chef author and you may also recognize her from the joe rogan experience and alongside her is the brilliant mixed martial artist and founder of superhumans company this is valentine thomas and the bill thanks for doing this how's it going jay good to meet you
1: Thanks for us.
0: Good morning. So before we even get started, I'd like to mention to you guys that I'm wearing a button-down shirt with a bunch of fish and seaweed on it. It's pretty obnoxious, so I'll send you a picture afterwards. But this seemed like a, a good case to wear this shirt.
1: You sound like you're from Florida.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also for the listeners, you're going to notice that we kind of have a trifecta of accents going on. Here we got I believe that's Ireland, we got yeah. a Canadian and a Chicagoan accent, so there we go. Let's that's see whose
1: who's accent's hardest to understand. Yeah, who, who say it
0: exactly. We'll get some feedback here. Yeah. So you guys live a, a pretty active lifestyle, it looks like. You're my type of people, and also I'd like to uh, congratulate you guys. Uh, you're my first morning podcast, so we'll see how this goes. Are you guys, uh, are you coffee drinkers?
2: I am. Not yeah. me. Valentine,
0: no. <laughs> That's insane. How Valentine, how aren't you a coffee drinker? you just get the jitters or what's that all about?
2: I just uh, – I drank so much coffee in law school that now even the smell of it just makes me oh want my- to puke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Also- yeah, those are probably super long days at the uh, – the law school there
1: she's also super sensitive to
0: caffeine like I'm she- very
2: sensitive. yeah
0: so am i but i can handle one cup a day one one cup about 200 milligrams in the morning and that will set me off to like 10 at night
2: well oh, i drink wow. tea i don't know if that counts
0: i drink the, is it caffeinated tea the one yeah. that she does yeah i
1: mean look I'll, I'll go through about two huge cold brews in the morning oh, i don't
2: know how you do that but- <laughs>
1: And she'll be like, I'm going to have a cup of tea to get some energy. I'm kind of
0: laughing. Oh, jeez.
2: Yeah. I mean, I took, I took pre-workout once at the gym and I passed out of the gym.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what pre-workout was that? Maybe we should have mentioned it because they will get a bad rep. But
2: yeah. I, re- I don't remember, but I remember I was at the like, supplement store and I asked someone, like, well, what should I take before a workout? And I told this girl, I have zero tolerance for caffeine or yeah. any type of excitement whatsoever. So I need something super, super mild. And she gave me something really, really strong. Oh, my God. And you passed out? Oh, it was embarrassing. The ambulance came and they, I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing.
1: You know, speaking of pre-workout, Jay, when I was living in Mexico, when we were living in Mexico, I stupidly was doing a night nighttime workout at about 8 o'clock and me and Valentine were going for dinner. And I took a pre-workout. I just didn't think about it. And it mm-hmm. was called something like... Oh, man, the name was so ridiculous. It was like, like a
0: Armageddon. Arm.
1: Something, yeah, exactly. Something <laughs> just ridiculous. And um, I've never, when I finished the gym, I don't know if you remember this. I was walking down the street with and I had to sit down the wall for a second. I was oh, so. Oh, I do
2: remember. Yeah,
1: I was like, I was in like, my heart. is going
0: crazy. Man. Oh, no. Or you just yeah. took a
2: pill of speed and something? Look, it took yeah. a break.
0: Oh, even there's, worse. Some, <laughs> there's some nasty stuff in those pre-workouts. I had yeah. the same experience. I don't touch that shit anymore.
1: No, no, no. It's
0: yeah, I good. was um I actually took uh I used to try all of these pre-workouts back when I was like eighteen, nineteen, just like a dumbass. And yeah, I, there was this one experience. I was in the gym, I was doing some bench press, and all of a sudden I started having like a panic attack. My heart was beating out of my chest. I actually had to walk out of the gym to like find myself to like get control of myself. It was, yeah. it was bad. So after that moment, I'm, I don't touch the shit anymore. I'm off.
1: No, I'm with you. Don't get it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, actually I was a little worried when, uh, when Valentine and I were emailing each other and we were, we were trying to set a date and a time and, you know, he, he said mornings are best. And I'm like, Oh Jesus! Because I know how you fisher people are. Your lifestyle—you like wake up at three a.m. You're all jacked up, ready to go. You got to catch the fish while they're sleeping. So, <laughs> kind of assumed we were we were gonna have this session at like four fifteen a.m. Eastern time, well, which is three fifteen my time.
2: I'm gonna be very honest with you, Jay. I'm I'm not a morning person the slightest. I hate morning. <laughs> Uh, I normally wake up around 9 every morning. And the reason why I ask you to do in the morning is because we are on holiday, which very rarely happens. And then um, the bar opens rather early.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, um, <laughs> I mean, it could have been really fun I was drunk on your podcast. but uh, It would be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. You know what, Jake? When she's going fishing uh, on a full day's fishing or we go together, She gets up super early, no problem. She can get up at six or something. Well, that's not even that super early, but you know what I mean? She can do it. But outside of that, she is a fucking bear in the morning. She's just like, (laughs) just moody, just- Whoa, uh, whoa, I'm not moody. Yeah, unbelievable. It takes a good hour before she kind of starts to get normal.
0: Do you agree with this,
2: Valentine? I think somebody's going to sleep on a couch tonight.
0: There we go. (laughs) You know what? I wouldn't mind a bit of peace and quiet. There we go. My, my friend, actually, when he sleeps on the couch, he's like, I get the best sleep yeah. in the entire world. When I sleep on that couch, I'm like, that's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Please don't break that promise later. That couch is comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a morning person. Like, I, I like to get up before others just to have a bit of me time, get a coffee, get some work in. I get I'm it. more productive as well early. Like at, once I get past 3, 4 p.m. in the afternoon, unless we have a really serious project, my right. concentration
2: is gone. Well, that's going to be perfect with kids then
0: for wow. sure good luck with that
2: because you're in charge of the morning shift and i'm in charge of the afternoon shift
1: okay if you if you can take care of them while i go to mma or jiu-jitsu in the evening <laughs> well you want to agree on it now shake on it shake on shake it Shake on it you're gonna,
2: you're gonna take them with you
1: but well, no but when they're three well yeah okay okay deal
0: i have you a uh have a, a, I I a five-year-old and...
2: it's five years and i may ask you to just tape back again to
0: replay yeah, it's not a problem it'll be on spotify so it'll live forever
2: <laughs> i've got
1: five years Oh,
0: lovely. <laughs> so listen, I see that you guys were in the uh, in the cabin in the woods. Um, that looks so fun. What's that all about?
2: Oh, my parents have a country house. They've they had it since they bought it for like $30,000 35 years ago. No way. And my dad is an interior architect. So he just redid the whole thing over like many, many years. And now it's just such a lovely place.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's... What's the closest neighbor? Is it like five minutes, 10 minutes or are there people next door?
2: They kind of like next door. I'd say they're.
0: Didn't, the way to look at it, right. If you
1: think of a lot of mountains and in the middle, you've got a big lake and around that lake, you have about say six or seven kind of cabins. Okay. And that's all there is for quite a while. Maybe after that, you've got 15 minutes before really there's other people or kind of anywhere else. So even though they're relatively close, it's, you're, it's, you don't see them them. right right it's quite secluded it's awesome for sure yeah i I, we had a great time there just cooking on the fire and Mm -hmm. having a drink outside and it's phenomenal yeah it's
0: awesome yeah it's like a different world almost right like because you're away from civilization and what do you do for food do you have to hunt your own food
1: no I wish. Not, yeah, no not <laughs> sometimes Valentine will bring fish and different things maybe over in in a cooler that she travels with, but
2: Actually I did went hunting last year and I got a a a big hog, a big pig. So my parents kind of have been eating that since.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. But no, it's uh it's rustic. I mean there's a store like fifteen, twenty minutes away or something like that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, it's cool. We actually live more weirdly enough in Florida. We live more kind of caveman and woman-ish. Like, everything we eat is, is, is fish.
0: Is we yeah. You guys so, are meant for each other, huh?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck, we're so entwined now with business and everything else that...
0: Right, right. You just yeah. don't know each other's names. So. You have no way out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, no.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so... Do you guys have, uh, like when you're in the woods out there, is it mostly just chilling and, and hanging out by the fire? Or do you have like ATVs, um, dirt bikes, anything no, along those uh, lines?
1: Well, do you know, I mean, you know more, it's, it's Valentine's. She's been there since a kid. From yeah. my experience being there, it's really like either the winter, which is just, you know, I don't know how much snow is there in the winter.
2: A lot. I mean, Chicago, you know, Chicago is a very cold winter right. city. So right. I think you're like the only city that gets the big minus forty horrible stuff that we all. Oh have. Lord, yeah, help me.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's tough. it's tough.
1: But when you're in listen, when you're in the cabin during winter and you've got fires on and, and you're you're kind of sliding down the hills in, in a little sled, you know, it's that's kind of the winter vibe. It's really good fun. And then in the summer it's kind of swimming in the lakes and going on hikes and stuff like that. But um, Yeah, there's
2: a ski mountain, um close by. And then um yeah, in the summer, a lot of stuff. like We go swimming in the lake. Well, you do. Too cold for me now. I live in Florida. Um, <laughs> canoe, pedal boat, just going for hikes. Yeah,
1: for someone that spearfishes for a living and it's been all around the world diving and doing all that good stuff, Valentine cannot get into any water that's not a hot bath.
0: Are you serious? <laughs> what is that all about? Well, because
2: know. now I'm used to having a wetsuit everywhere I go.
0: Just put the wetsuit on. Just keep it with you.
2: Well, he had a seven meal. She, she
1: wouldn't even do that. Do that. <laughs> yeah, it's a real weird one. This one, like she'll dive no problem, eighty feet, ninety feet down to catch a fish. Yeah, go I see all that. that stuff, but she won't even dip her foot into the water. But not. <laughs> if
0: interesting species. Yeah, but, still
1: trying to work her out.
0: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good yeah, segue though. Um, Valentine, I, I see your Instagram, and I mean, it's phenomenal. Big shout out to the the photographer. I mean, it looks like a completely different world down there. Um, have you always loved the ocean, or is it something you had to to grow into?
2: No, actually, I kind of hated the ocean for oh. a really long time. I mean, I had a good time with. Um, I used to. Uh, my my dad is French, so I used to go on holiday uh, with my parents every summer to my grandmother's house in France and everything, and. Um, I we went in the southwest and the way the ocean is very crazy over there a very very strong wave very strong current and I got caught by an undertow and I passed out in the water so I kind of didn't really swim in the water for in the ocean for many years after that so it was uh, yeah it's kind of freediving and spivishing who reconciled me with the is that the right word reconciled me reconciled it sounds good with uh, with the ocean
0: that's petrifying I mean How did you get rescued?
2: Even then, when I started spearfishing, it took me a good like two years, two three years to be really comfortable in the water, and I really managed to push through. Because at the end of the day, like I discovered, probably one of the best thing, best sport in the world that I could think of.
0: Well, yeah, changed my
2: life for the best in so many levels.
0: Yeah, that that seems to be true. Because this is the uh, the main topic that I wanted to discuss with you is you went from. Lawyer to spearfisher woman, so i wanna know how that how that story happens. how the hell does that happen
2: i mean it was it was kind of it kind of happened type of thing um I got introduced to spearfishing through friends and then I really fell in love with the sport and then I realized I just find myself that i was i became so obsessed with it that nothing else was interesting to me anymore. And my lifestyle started changing. And then I just decided to give it a go and try to make a living out of it type of thing.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. You were clearly able to do that. Um, How did your parents feel about this? Not too great. (laughs) Yeah, I'd imagine
2: because... I mean, everybody around me thought it was stupid, but... (laughs)
0: Look at me now. I (laughs) know. So how, how were you able to successfully monetize it? Were you just marketing yourself? um in the water and spearfishing and then it just kind of took off from there
2: it was a lot of trial and error i tried different things uh you know um i wrote a book in and in, and in, and in Quebec and then i did a lot of different things conferences and then you know just one thing led to another it's just about is grinding the right word
0: yeah grinding is the right i word. just
2: keep grinding like non for well, it's been six years now. And at some point, you know, if you keep working hard and try different things at all times, well, something just panned out.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. There's a lot of
1: work with like really good brand partnerships with, with industries and, and uh, companies that she's interested in. So there's a lot of ocean and uh, seafood sustainability and, and different brands that she will work with too on a longer campaign basis. So she actually has, it's a funny one because when she explains, it, I always think you leave out a lot of stuff but um, <laughs> she like because i think there's so many different avenues from maybe it's a brand partnership that she does or, or obviously there's some books or conferences we also have a business together too um yes so yeah it's a hard one to explain but
2: yeah i mean it's it's like it's so basically by by fishing then i i just i, I got a passion for sustainability and seafood and all that stuff so then that translated into being very active into conservation and that type of stuff, and then one late to another. And I read a lot of it, so now I've kind of a lot of my career kind of was directed by just something I really cared about because I was in the ocean all the time. Something I never cared about sustainability or any of that stuff before I started diving.
0: Right, right. So and then yeah, would you say it's it's more important? to the The job that you do or the people that you work with it's a tough one
1: good question
2: matt it's 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 hard because they're, they're two completely different things like there's nothing I love more than getting a message from somebody telling me that uh their daughter was going through something and that you know they saw my profile and stuff like that and things that I posted and that made them feel better about it. So of course you know when knowing that you have an impact on people's life, that's just, oh yeah, I just sure. feel it's extremely validating too. But it's good to know that I'm I'm doing something right. And then yes, when it comes to to more in the impact of the work that I do and the people that I work with, it's when things are moving when you know. Like next year, I'm going to come out with a sustainable seafood line. It's, it's, it's you know, again, it's trying to make a tiny little difference in the grand scheme of things is the goal of everybody, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think you're in a, a situation where you're able to do both. So you're doing the thing you love most in the entire world. And a, it seems like you're with people you love. Like you wouldn't change this for anything. So you put yourself... And that's a a big key factor there. You put yourself in this position.
2: Yes, exactly. And yes. it's it's yeah. I mean, I've I've learned so much about myself in the last years, and it was it, it was it's great to put yourself in a really in a position when you know normally you wouldn't think yeah would be yeah you wouldn't be able to do that, that that type of stuff. And it's really helped a lot when it comes to building confidence because at the end of the day, you don't need to be you know steve job or freaking genius to you know do what you love and start a company and it's it's you know Nabil and i started Superhumans in a cavern in the middle of the woods in the uk cause we had an idea and we started you know we wanted to give free classes to people because Nabil knows a lot about bread work yes. and i knew about bread work when it comes to diving and, and anxiety and that type of stuff and um so we just started giving free classes just to help people. And then that turned into an idea that turned into a business. And we both can't even believe how far we've got with this just by just keep yeah. pushing.
0: Yeah. Keep Which grinding. Was a couple
2: Not always easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. I could imagine, but you guys are doing a wonderful job and yeah, I, I'm, we're definitely going to touch base on the uh superhumans in a moment here. But um, a, as far as, giving advice valentine do you feel comfortable let's say for example someone doesn't have any responsibilities except for let's say working and paying their bills they don't have any children but they're miserable at what they do just absolutely miserable and you know they they're on instagram and they're looking and they're like man i wish i can travel the world or do something like that what would you say to them like is it okay to take that that plunge, like that step off the roof and just kind of like, you know, go for it?
2: It honestly, it it depends a lot on your personality and what makes you happy in life. It's I I, I took a lot of uh satisfaction in being free. So being whatever I wanted whenever I wanted, and it's always Something that I struggled with um, when I had jobs is, is the yeah. fact that I, well, I don't like being told what to do. Same here. Uh, <laughs> but it's, yeah. if, if you're willing, to, if, if you think that you're going to do, what you're going to do is you're going to start traveling around and it's going to start raining money on you, that's never going to happen. So yeah. it's, it's <laughs> you need you need to be a hard worker and you need to have the, um, the discipline to, to yes. do this. And it's, you know... One we a country house with Nabell, and it's beautiful outside and I just want to go out and I just want to do a bunch of fun stuff, but I have three hours of work to do. It's it's you need to have the discipline to be able to do that, that, that type of stuff. So it's, if you, it's more about what are you willing to sacrifice to get the type of life that you want?
0: Yeah. Well said. Beautiful. Yeah. You got to get off your ass. You got to be a grinder. You can't stop if, and you know what? It goes hand in hand. If you're truly passionate about something, sure it'll be hard work but it won't feel like work because you're just so in love with it and that's kind of like how i am with this podcast i mean sure it's, it's there's a lot of time i have to take out of my day but holy shit i love this i love speaking to people and getting different stories different perspectives so it doesn't even feel like work and when you start seeing the rewards you know like people start following you people start hey that podcast was awesome you should do another one like that and like Everything is so interesting that you guys are saying. I love your last guest. That shit keeps me going. I love that,
1: you know? Yeah, for sure. Also, I think, you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> you get a, you never start from square uh, square one. You know, you're never back at, at square one. I used to, I mean, because I had a completely varied background. I've always done my own thing. I was a musician forever, and, and um And then I always wanted to work for my own and and stuff like this. And, you know, you never, it never ends up the way you think it's going to be, but you never end up back at square one. So even for you with the podcast, it might end up leading to something else. You meet people, you get connections, you start to grow, you learn, and it could, you know, the road could veer off somewhere else. But yes, I also think it's, it's, it is to do with the person too. Like I just don't give a fuck really about like, whatever you know like the no like yes. if something doesn't work so what yes it's whatever like that's this is like you're only here one time and, and and as you said if you don't have these huge commitments like kids and everything else this is a time that you should do it i think but you just have to be like we're very comfortable doing sprints that's kind of how we work we might have a month where we're working every day weekends every day we're, we're working late at night we're trying to get something done part of a project and then we have a bit more free time so it's just a funny dynamic isn't it it's not nine to five
2: no but it's it's, it's good to to be able to, there's something so incredible about making your own schedule right yeah so if we know we have a lot of work let's say and it's it's, it's tomorrow's a beautiful day it's sunny it's awesome we're gonna work from 8 to 2 p.m and then we're just gonna to go to the beach for the rest of the day
0: oh hell yeah yeah
2: because we put our head down and we work hard and we achieve everything we need to do just end up shorter period of time yeah and you know
1: another thing as well i'd like to add to that is it's and this has been always the case even from when i was a teenager all the way up to now is i've started to realize that it's there's a formula here it's you put your head down for six months to a year or longer nothing really comes of it you feel like maybe you're not doing the right thing you don't know and then you get the rewards after like you said with the podcast when people start to realize after maybe six months or whatever it is it's the same with everything that we've done even I've seen Valentine with different projects. You put so much, you know, planting those seeds. And you feel like nothing's there. And then the rewards always come out, don't they? In yeah, one way, even the if other. it's
2: years later. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. That's yeah. also gives you a lot of confidence to, to oh, know that sure. this has happened five, six, seven times already over the last X amount of years.
2: I think the only, the only thing that needs to be really consistent, and that doesn't mean that this cannot evolve, but it's really to stay really true and authentic to what you believe in and your values and what you want to achieve. So it's, you know, it was very easy for me at the start. I was getting offers from contract left and right from different things. I was completely not in line with what I was doing and it's, yeah. it's like a cruise ship contract type of thing. And it's, it's at some point, you know, it was especially when you barely make it at the end of the month and then you get put in front of you a contract that is, you know, well in five digits and it's, it's, it's tough. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if you have to really try to stay true to what you want to do without, Instagram is also very easy. Yes. To, to, to to fall into that trap very easily. Uh, I
0: was going to say that. Yeah. People, people will fall into that trap. Money speaks, right. Even if it goes against their morals or what they truly believe in. I mean, you show someone like, five figures, six figures, I mean, a lot of the time, especially right now, the uh, the economy, people will take that and kind of sell themselves out. So it sounds like you have a, a really good head on your shoulders and you're staying true to you, both of you guys, which is amazing to hear. And you, yeah, you gotta have that stamina when you're doing this stuff. I mean, it, it's, not a, it's not a sprint, so it can take six months, it can take a year, but if you're passionate about it, just, just keep putting out that content, keep doing what you love. And those opportunities will for sure, will for sure come. I probably
2: won't take six months to a year though. I was probably going to dig more three to five. (laughs) Well, yeah, it
1: depends. It depends (laughs) depends what you're doing. Yeah, true. Depends what you're doing. Like after I was was in a band for 15 years and after all of that, I was kind of lost. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had a lot of shit jobs. I was actually earning good money at these regular jobs, I'd say, like an office job. But then I wanted to start personal training and getting into that realm because I was always passionate about MMA and blah, blah, blah. And that took maybe a year to to build up a big client list and get things good. But then you look at something like a startup, like Superhumans, it's how long we had it now? Two years. Two years. And we're not even, we've barely even begun. So it does depend on what you want to do, really. As long as you have that goal, you've got these good targets, you give it enough time, you keep your head down. Yes, Some bad battle come out if it only good.
2: And just try to be the best at whatever you pick that that you want to do. You know, when I first started uh, my own thing, I, I had no clue about anything, marketing, business, any of that stuff. And, you know, you just you read books on a topic and then you try to learn as much as you can and then try to be better every day.
0: Yeah, I, I see you doing TED Talks. You got your own book out. I mean, you, lady, are grinding your ass off you're doing it the right way so I mean (laughs) for all the listeners out there take note these two right here holy shit (laughs) you're like the gold standard for sure just to see what you what you came from it's it's pretty it's pretty fantastic um I want to ask how how did you get on the Joe Rogan podcast did you reach out with your story
2: um I was asking a friend of mine for podcast suggestions and he suggested me of Joe Rogan, which I've <laughs> never heard of. And so I looked I looked him up on Instagram and I said he was following me. Oh, nice. And my friend started freaking out and I was like, You yeah, have to reach out to him. And I was like, Who's that? And then <laughs> I sent a message and then he responded back to me and I was in a podcast a few months later.
0: That's fantastic. Were you nervous being on there that because of the uh the audience following, or was it? I was
2: not nervous because I had no idea who he was. I didn't really research any of it much.
0: That's the best sometimes when you don't know the full scope of things and you just go in there and you can be yourself without that added pressure,
2: yeah, so funny enough, the second time I went on a podcast, that's when I was really nervous because i under that was in January just now, and that's when I really understood like the amount of people who yeah were who yeah there. so yeah the second time i was nervous the first time i wasn't <laughs>
0: oh, you got through it did um did that help your career a lot
2: the first time massively
0: yeah yeah
2: massively the second I mean, time short... not really because it was in the middle of the whole canceled joe rogan type of thing so oh,
0: that's right that's i was right. kind of
2: buried in the middle of that stuff yeah
0: yeah
1: i also think when you first did it it was it was on youtube and even though the audience was a Probably smaller than it is now. I think it was a lot more tuned in. Like I used to always watch Rogan shows on YouTube, and then when it switched to Spotify, I still did, but not as much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sit down and watch the whole thing. Really? Yeah. What's that all about? I don't know. To be honest, it just (laughs) goes through phases. I used to really watch it all the time when he used to have like Graham Hancock and Paul Stamets and these kind of interesting people that would talk about. You know, he still has them on. But I don't know. It's just an ease sake. It's on YouTube. It's there. You sit down, you know. And uh, now with Spotify, I don't think I've ever watched a video on Spotify. Oh
0: wow! I do. Yeah. I watch it.
2: A video on Spotify?
0: Yeah.
1: Where you fucking go, like
0: yeah. If you click on the uh, one of the videos, yeah, or one of the uh, the podcasts, and you turn your phone sideways, it'll go to the video.
1: Yeah. So, I don't know. That. Yeah. There you go. Um, oh well. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know where we went with that. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you were saying with the initial, yeah, the initial burst of. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, it was, I had triple the amount of follower the first time.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing.
1: Every time, whenever we're out happen. in the, when we're out in a busy place like London or here or anywhere like that in the middle of the street, I'll just stop and go, fuck, are you Valentine Thomas from Joe Rogan? It's <laughs> got to be surreal. Uh, I mean, she, no, I say it to her just to fucking embarrass her. <laughs> works every time.
0: Start blushing. Yeah. I want you. Um, I want to touch a little bit on spearfishing because you're an expert and um, kind of curious. I've I've never done it. I, I fish a little bit. But that's as far as I've gone. Um, when you're spearfishing, so are you picking out certain fish to go after, or is it like a buffet style and you just like shoot whatever you see?
2: Well, I have a man at home who eats a lot a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah. So, right now, my yeah, okay, philosophy yeah. of the time goes pivishing, If it's edible, it's coming on a boat. <laughs> if it's legal and edible, it's coming in a boat.
1: Yeah, she's very picky with what she wants <laughs> to catch. I'm very picky. But I'm oh, like, okay.
0: I'm not picky. So, like a garbage disposal, you'll just eat anything, huh? Get it, get it home, get it here.
1: I mean, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful,
0: fresh fish.
1: And she's such a good cook that we're learning all the time to, you know, make different things with it. So lately, yeah, she's um she's not allowed back home
0: basically unless she has- Oh no. <laughs> Lock the doors.
2: Yeah, the rules.
0: yeah, I see you cooking a lot, Valentine, and I see you have your own your own spice, is that right? Yes. That's awesome. I'm a big fanatic of spices, so I'm gonna have to Check that out. I love fish as well. Where can I pick this up? Is it strictly at like your website or is it in stores now?
2: Uh, right now in the US, it's only in my website.
0: Okay, cool. I'll definitely order some after this podcast for sure. Uh,
2: I'm not I'm not somebody who brags about a lot of things in life, but the spices
0: are very good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've mastered this one? What? No.
2: <laughs> no, I don't.
0: You know what
1: else that horse spices are? fucking amazing like, they're, it's like the person all the time now jay you probably have to beat this out here with the person you no? Know? um so yeah her spices are amazing they're really good i use them on everything
0: how often do you eat fish me both of you i guess i'd imagine mm-hmm. you both eat fish a lot i mean
1: i eat it nearly every day no long time doesn't i don't
2: eat oh it really? really like okay. three times a week
0: something oh i was just worried about like the uh if you got to worry about the mercury poisoning or whatever that's all about
2: Mercury poisoning it's it's there's a lot of misconception when it comes to mercury poisoning it's it's mostly in bigger fish. Okay. So uh, tuna, tunas? yeah. Shark, swordfish, marlin, that type of stuff. So it's there are some uh, freshwater's PC also. I think pike is one of them. Um but yeah, it's unless you eat and as you eat it every day, it's you know you're not really going to have an issue with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's a that's good to know. Some good facts there. Um Actually,
1: just a, a question while we're all here: When if you cook it, does it does it do anything different? No. Nothing. No. All right. There you go.
0: Okay. It's a good question. Yeah. You're welcome, well, Valentine. <laughs> what's the furthest you've been offshore?
2: Ooh, far. No. Hundred miles. What? Yeah, I mean, my boat,
0: obviously. <laughs> that is nuts. No thanks. The bill, would you do that?
1: I mean, I'm fucking part of the deal here, Jay. Be, we have, Listen, we have a, a thing is that I, I'm my my passion would be more on like MMA and jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, and obviously her spirit fishing. And then outside of that, we share the exact same in terms of how we live and, and eat and go out and do everything. We're the exact same. But she needs to get in to do more jujitsu and kickboxing and, and train a bit more with me and I need to spear fish with her. So it's just kind of part of the deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean,
2: I mean, I took him about a month ago. My sister was there too. And, uh, she, she, yeah, he shot a fish and all of a sudden we're just surrounded by like 30 sharks.
0: Oh Jesus. Including
2: like six, seven, eight bull sharks.
1: Yeah. You, you have to, you have to remember here, like I'm from Ireland and it's, it's sharks and stuff like this It's not like there is sharks in Ireland, but you never see them. So the water's too cold anyway to get in. But I mean, well, I actually do swim in Ireland, but sharks are not a thing. There, there is something you see on the telly or in movies. Yeah. And I knew it's sharky here. And then me and Valentine have kind of lived we We're in Mexico we long distance for a while. We haven't really done a lot of spear fishing in Florida. Now that we're living there, I knew that I was going to encounter a shark at some point. And then (laughs) I shot this fish. I came up. I knew it was a good one. I came up all proud. Took my mask off to look at Valentine so she could see my, you know, proud face. And she's like, get your mask (laughs) back on. Get to the boat and look behind you. And I thought, all right, fucking party pooper. (laughs) I started swimming. and looked behind me and there was all these sharks. I was like, you know what? Fuck
0: this. It's a horror movie.
1: Yeah. It was like... Nah, but you know what I have to say. Seeing them and then and, and and understanding a little bit more about how they react, and then later on that day I saw hammerhead and um, another couple of sharks, and the fact the fact is Valentine and, and the people. Where she lives, where where we live in St. Petersburg, they go fishing every single week. Yeah, and they've gone for years and years and years, and they encounter sharks all the time, and there's no issues. So there is a bit of a stigma behind them that they're going to eat your dick off as soon as you get into the exactly.
0: Country. Yes, or no thanks. It's, the,
1: the reality is is that it's it's not that way. They have certain behaviors. They just want to eat the fish that you have, and they give out warning signals. And you know, you know more than me on this, but it was actually nice to experience that. And now I'm a lot more comfortable uh, if there's sharks. I won't just shit my pants right away. Yeah, no,
2: once you see them, it's always, you know, it's now you you understand a little bit more. I mean, yeah. we like you said, we're used to it. Pretty much every time we go out, we see at least a shark. So it's it's just about learning how to read their body language and really making sure that uh, everything is like, you know, and that day when he took his mask off and I could see with their body language that they were not really... They were not, they, they were getting excited a little bit. So that's why I was oh, like, God. put your mask back on right now. Look <laughs> on we'll you. Because that's the thing with sharks also is when you look at them,
0: they, get, damn it. they don't yes.
2: like it that much. So they get a little bit more shy. So when you taking your mask off is actually the worst thing you can do because now they can't, that's when they would probably, there's the best chance of them taking the opportunity to, to I say like, have a curiosity bite or something on you
0: so that's comforting that curiosity bite will just end you though i mean those jaws are massive
2: yes for sure i mean i know a couple i have a couple of friends who got bit by sharks and they're fine
0: have they been uh, back in the ocean
2: not fun now yes they are back in the ocean actually
0: God. i don't know if i could let alone just see a shark and being in water and and all a bunch plays. of that.
2: There's like a friend of ours in, in St. Pete and because we're all a bunch of assholes, but now his nickname yeah. is Sharky. <laughs> oh, are you
1: fucking kidding? Because he got bitten, yeah. <laughs> Never forget. You know what, Jay, I was with you 100%. I was with you on that. I was like, this isn't worth anything because it's like, you know, what's the end result here? You're fucking dead, like. But it's, I'm also like, well, look, Valentine, this is all the time. So she's doing it. And there's obviously, it's not, as dangerous as what you think and the way
2: you drive is more dangerous
1: the way i drive way i drive yeah are we gonna get into that right now the way i drive
2: (laughs) no but like honestly like it's just crossing the streets while being in your phone or anything is way more dangerous
1: yeah well let's just go back for a second there because you brought it up you speed all the time
2: oh yeah yeah
1: (laughs) you brought it up you do drive fast yeah um anyway that's what you think (laughs) (laughs) the <laughs> valentine gets no, but basically please,
2: like it's like <laughs> in, in the everyday life is we we do things that are a hundred times more dangerous you're right for sure
0: that. you're right yeah i i have a motorcycle and i just and i'll go out of my way to mention it every single time because i love yeah. the thing but yeah that's as dangerous as hell so that's probably more dangerous than you know being in the ocean right
1: in well, a hundred sure. no a hundred percent I mean, I read a statistic. Maybe you can ha- back me up on this, but uh, this could be wrong. But 100% of motorcycle owners at one stage will have an accident.
0: Is that right? I don't know.
1: I don't know if that's right. I, yeah, I read that too. I read that too.
2: My, my One of my dad's friends. 100%? It's so I read,
0: dangerous. I read 100%. Listen. You're kind of putting me in a corner here, man. Should no, I sell listen, my bike? You know what? Again, it could be, though. It, it depends. Listen, if you're,
2: in if, Florida, you don't have to wear a helmet.
0: You don't have to wear a helmet out here either.
2: Damn. What?
1: Dude, that's, yeah. that's to me, that's, that's nuts. Today. No?
0: That's nuts. Yeah. I always wear a helmet, and um, <clears throat> there's a, another reason besides, like, an accident. So I was wearing my helmet, and I was cruising um on a street, and this giant stone got kicked out from a car and hit me in the chin, but I was wear- Like, that would have fucked me up. I yeah, probably would have crashed for sure. Yeah. Wow. you not wearing helmets, that'll knock your ass out.
2: Yeah, yeah. so maybe I'm not allowed to get a motorcycle. I'm uh, not allowed to get one. No, you know,
1: yeah. I'd like one, but I don't think it would be I Jet be, ski. Yeah, I'm not really a mm. jet ski kind of I, I wouldn't mind like a <laughs> scrambler. Like actually I do like um and we've done it quite a bit. We did it in Texas too. Like we'd go uh, race car driving or um Oh yeah. Or like a scrambler. I don't know I don't I don't know the name over here. Did, did they call it a scrambler here, you know, like the the Dirt bike. Dirt bike, yeah. Dirt bike.
0: Oh, never heard of Scrambler. Yeah in Ireland. I like that. I might start using that? Scrambler. Yeah. So I I like that kind of stuff, but typically we we
2: See nothing. I found out that too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So when you see this
2: is, this shows really how you find what you find dangerous is often what you don't know. Right. Yeah. This thing is the second most dangerous sport in the world after base jumping like a squirrel suit thingy. And there's a lot of things that I wouldn't do because I found terrifying and that looks way too dangerous, which are way less dangerous than Spare Fishing.
1: Fishing is the second most dangerous?
2: Yeah, Spare Fishing is the second most dangerous sport in the world.
1: Jeez, I didn't know that.
2: Oh, yeah, crap. I was trying to keep that from you.
0: Well, <laughs> the truth comes out here on the podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> <yeah. yeah. laughs> so I, I, want to, uh, I want to start talking about the superhuman
1: yeah. Well, Valentine touched upon it earlier. Yeah. It's Germany. so interesting.
0: Tell me what, what inspired you to start this?
1: Well, I mean, look, I, I've, I've, I've had a kind of a, a very big interest and passion in breath work probably since my mid twenties. So for a good 10 years now, uh, I used to have a lot of issues with sleep. So I would say kind of borderline insomnia and I, I tried everything and nothing was working. I read or saw something about breath work and, and how it could, you know, change your nervous system. So I tried and it worked and I was kind of blown away by it. And I think a lot of people, I've seen this firsthand hundreds, thousands of times at this stage when they try it and they, they, they actually alter their, their physical state, mental state. Yes. Yes. um, You almost feel hooked. I was like, this is, I felt like I had a secret or something like this that other people didn't know. And I was just blown away by it. I just thought, I don't know. I was I was really, really mesmerized by the impact it had. So I was reading all the books, I, all this kind of stuff, but I never put it into, I never thought I would do anything with it on a professional level. It was only till years and years later when I was in the personal training kind of industry and, and had a lot of clients. I was starting to do these workshops. I actually did, did some free diving to learn more about breath holding. And I, I was like, I, I would love to do workshops and talks and, and be involved in this. And then... And met Valentine, I actually met Valentine initially because she was doing a bit of a talk in London at the time. You were doing like a meetup talk in London. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I saw her on Rogan and I thought that I could steal a lot of her. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> I was 100% stealing everything she was going to tell me and use it well. <laughs> and then, Genius. Know, yeah. The rest is history, obviously. after that. <laughs> Not that long after that. We, you know, the lockdown, the very, very first lockdown happened. So that was February 2020.
2: Yeah, February 2020.
1: We had a decision to make at the time. It was still a new relationship, but we had a decision either to, I would go to Florida or she would come. At the time I was living in London and she would come to London. And um, I was a bit concerned, you know, because it was who knew what was going to happen then. And I was just a bit concerned about being in the States, just with the visas and all that kind of stuff. So she came to London and we said, look, we'll go to a cabin down in the countryside for like two weeks, let the ship blow over, and then um, you know, we resume back to normal life. We ended up being in that cabin for like twelve weeks, like three months. Three months. And this cabin was a one room cabin. There was no TV, no internet, no it's
0: a jail cell.
1: Nothing in this cabin. Um so yeah, we just we didn't really have any other option and we, we were reading a lot of the time and we were we we said that we would try formulate some really great workshops that we would do once things got back to normal, and then we eventually did get like a little I don't know what you call it over here like a little dongle. It's like a kind of a wireless thing that you can get a bit of reception on, like a four G reception. And we started giving some classes, and like Valentine was saying, because a lot of people during that time were suffering. They still are with anxiety yes. and stress and, and
0: yeah. Problems. And,
1: we started giving the classes and they were just, we couldn't keep up with them. They we were constantly booked out. And we thought, you know what? This is, we already had a passion with this. We already had an interest. And that's yeah, when we, we were
2: looking for an excuse to spend more time with each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, by the end of the cabin, we weren't looking. Found it. <laughs> we yeah. used to fucking spend less time with each other after that cabin, <laughs> but no, no, no. But it was, it just kind of naturally, naturally happened from there. And then, we started to create a bit of a business plan, and and you know, Valentine was that was her really strong suit. Then for me, it's I, I hadn't really been involved in a lot of that stuff at the time. I was more technical, knowing that the, the exercises and different things. And we we ended up mm-hmm. getting initial investment to, to build like a um, an MVP, like a, a beta platform that we could have and use to kind of springboard onto something bigger. So you know, we spent a year and a half building it. We have a video platform that, you know, has a lot of different we split them up into like super calm, which is all about anxiety and stress, super sleep, all about sleep. And we did like five different topics. So we thought, you know what, somebody might have an issue with work or a presentation, or they get nervous before doing something to perform. Okay.
0: Very common. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this section would be for that, or someone might have a problem with sleep. So we built it and uh, now, you know, we're very happy and proud of what we have, but ultimately it's it's just part of the process of building a startup. The next stage now is taking all the information that we have from what people like, what they don't like, um, how can we improve the content? Like ultimately we're, we're going to be building an app, um, and, Wonderful, you know, an app that's integrated with wearables, that's it's yes. a lot quicker, the content is shorter and we have a lot that we're going to be doing with this, but it's been a beautiful journey so far. We've met a lot of incredible people and um yeah that's kind of you know yeah a
2: lot I mean it's 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 all also it's all exercises and routine that we integrated into our everyday life and especially somebody like me who suffered from very severe anxieties for many years it's it's it, it's, it's such a trick to learn how to take control To to take back control of the way you're feeling.
0: Everybody can do it too. Everybody. Everybody can do
2: it. I mean, if you have a mouth, you can do it.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I I like how it's you're doing real life situations. Like for the example that you brought up, like you have a presentation you're about to give. So, I mean, that's real world. A lot of people mesh with that. And, um, you know, it's funny because everyone can basically have a free demo of this, right? If you have a nose and a mouth, yeah. like you can breathe in for six seconds, hold it, breathe out for six seconds, hold it for 10 oh. times. You, I mean, shit, you'll feel something.
1: Listen, you can, you can I did it on a, uh, I think it might have been a, on Instagram or, or TikTok where I just measured myself doing slow diaphragmatic breathing. Very, very basic, just doubling the length of the exhale. My heart rate weight went from like seventy six to fifty six or something like this. Oh Jesus! Yeah, in sixty seconds. In sixty
2: seconds. You lost 20, 20 heartbeat per minute in in
1: reduced. Yeah, and it's, exactly what I, you know. What I love about it, Jay, is that you like if if somebody was about to do a presentation or they're about to do something like a performance or you know, you name what that is, you would do. Does it? You would do a different breathing exercise for that than you would do if you want to try go to sleep. Or if you want to just right, right, it's very small different things. Like yes. for example, just with if you were doing a presentation, you need to have a few different emotions. When you're doing a presentation like that, you need to be calm, but you don't want to be sleepy, right? Like you need to be a bit alert, but you don't want to be anxious, and you need to be focused. So it's kind of like you need to be in the right zone for that. So something like a box breathing or some breathing pattern where you are doing a short breath hold, you're going to calm down your nervous system. You have to pay attention to that breath hold, which focuses your mind a little bit. It brings you in. And, you know, maybe just before you go (sighs) a couple of deep, quick breaths that will slightly activate the sympathetic, which is that fight or flight response. So when you have all of that and you've calmed the nervous system down, you focus the mind and you've done a quick, (sighs) you're in that zone to give a performance. And then, you know, if you're doing, if you want to sleep, it's totally different. It's all about lowering the heart rate as much as you can. So, I love the fact that you can use it in real life scenarios all the time. People do it all the time. It's been done for thousands of years. And um, just the control that you have, I, I feel very confident in a lot of situations now, knowing what I know that, you know, I'm good. And a lot of it as well, not to keep hopping on, but you need to have the mind to, you have to have the right mindset. It's, you need to work on that also. It's not just about the breathing is right, a right. tool to have, you also need to work on the mind with it and then you're fucking golden. But
2: also, that's yeah. also one of the, the, the biggest difference with uh, breath work and, and meditation is that we, we feel that it's way more accessible in the sense that you're following clear instructions. So it's not like you're trying to get into a certain mental state type of thing. And it's, you know, it doesn't really require much more effort than listening to the exercise type of thing. Right. That right. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: a, that's sure. a, it's, that's quite nuanced with that because uh, we'll get into it a little bit. But with with breath work, I mean, a lot of people. I mean, the reason why these apps and meditation apps, you know, why there's absolutely millions. I mean, I think Calm has a billion. I don't know what it is, but a, absolute enormous amount of people want to try these apps. It's because people want to take control over anxiety mm-hmm. and they want to, they want to be able to 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 control it. They go to sleep and stop all these unwanted worries and thoughts and everything else. And with meditation meditation is just a longer term thing it's just you know you in order to to focus on that and 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 focus on your thoughts and and keep doing it all the time all the time to create those kind of neurons in your pathway it does work it's extremely beneficial it just takes a lot of time it does and i feel like especially in the the age that we live now if you just follow a simple exercise that's you know a few minutes long and you can get the physical benefits which in turn changes the mental benefits. It's very quick.
2: Um, I mean, to be able to a 10-minute uh, routine, kind of like uh meta thing to fall asleep in 10 minutes, and it has yet not to work on me. It's, just, it's great. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm, amazing.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people that have difficulty sleeping, and yeah. especially like right now during this day and age with just getting over COVID, like anxiety is at a all-time high with the economy, COVID so yeah people definitely need to start at, right. these are three things that have helped me immensely it's breathing stretching and diet and then working out of course so four things but those things alone have i would say taken like added some years to my life you know
1: yeah and also gives you more control i mean look the way i would say it is like you have to be doing the basics right if you if you're you know sleep, sleeping terrible your diet's terrible you're not exercising you're not getting out you're not socially active and all that and oh, yeah. you can fucking do all the breathing in the world it's not gonna <laughs> right
0: right, you, right.
1: Need to, you need to get the fundamentals there
0: yeah Have a good foundation. Have,
1: yeah at base level and then for me it, this is just mine i mean i know it's shared with a lot of people but i think breath work is so quick accessible easy i know that if 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 I'm having trouble sleeping, I can get myself to sleep.
2: It's super result-driven. Yeah. Super result-driven. And then, you
1: know, even on the, the – there's a whole other side to it that that we don't even talk about. That's the resilient side. Like, look with Valentine. Valentine can hold her breath, you know, five, six minutes. And, and she doesn't even – she's not a practicing free
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I got myself up to around four minutes.
0: That's impressive as hell.
1: Yeah. And it's – Superhuman it's, for sure. And um, And then with that too – When you're doing that, and especially in the, I mean, we used to do this in the car, in that cabin. We used to do it every day. I'd lie down on the floor. I'd be doing a a, some sort of breath hold. Valentine would be writing down the results. And okay, this works great when we do this. There's so there's a lot of resilience you build there when you know that you can push past, you know, up to a high level, like four or five minutes of a breath hold. It builds a lot of resilience because you're pushing. What resilience is is just pushing past something. That's it you know, some sort of trial and coming out and realizing that, you know, you're good. So there's a lot more to it than just being calm. There's it's a whole array of it. But you're right. You're ultimately, right. right now with the way the world is with stress and anxiety, I think yes. everybody, everybody, yeah. not all, not, not 99%, 100% of people. Yes. If they learned how to control their breath and learned some basic exercises They would be able to at least get their body into calm mode longer and have a bit give them more. a chance for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so I was, I was doing some, um, experiments, I guess with breathing and I'm an avid runner. Uh, I, I'll run like three miles every day outside. And I was like, this time I'm going to run strictly by breathing in and out of my nose and I'm going to limit the, uh, the mouth breathing. And <clears throat> I don't know if this is healthy or not, but my mouth generally, if, if I run with my mouth open, will get very dry. And when I swallow, it hurts my throat. But this time that I, I ran strictly through my nose, you know, it, it almost seemed like it was acting as a humidifier, like the, uh, the air I was breathing in was, was filtered and my mouth stayed lubricated, which helped me run. And it took, it took about like 10 seconds uh, off of my, my mile.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, it is actually when you breathe through your nose, it does, you know, humidify the air, it filters the air. It's what we have a nose to breathe, you know what I mean? It's mouth for eating, your nose for breathing. I mean, it's a bit technical with, with physical exercise, but it, it depending on how fast you're running, if you're doing kind of let's just say an average run where it's not you're not uh, you know sprinting and you're not doing a light, so I was right in the middle. The, the way I would look at it is when you open your mouth and, and you're at that, that's almost like say third or fourth gear when of your system when you're breathing. It's like when you train it's really at the end where you're panting, your mouth is open. Yes, yes. Same with me with jujitsu. It's always at the end where you mouth open breathing. You want to start, if you can, with the nose. It's, it's very efficient. It, you can almost get a rhythmic timing, especially when you're running.
0: I noticed it that, yes. Yeah,
1: it keeps you yes. calmer. Um, when you breathe through your nose in general, you actually get a lot more oxygen in, in, that's actually dispersed because typically when you breathe through the nose, you will use your diaphragm, your belly more. It's just more of a natural connection and you know you get the air delivered right into the into the lower parts of the lungs so it definitely can help what i would say is that there's there is a point where you, the, the demand for oxygen in the body it's going to become quite great and you might need to switch towards i union. felt that i definitely yeah. felt that
2: <laughs> when you say switching you you still mean inhaling through your nose but then excelling through your mouth
1: Yeah, you can. Again, there is nuances to to this. Yeah, that would be the the kind of first stage I would start to do. Once you start, your body's building up a lot of carbon dioxide, which which is what's happening here. I would say, yeah, I mean, I would disperse it through the mouth. I mean, even if you're... I like to actually do... When I'm training intense like this, when it gets to that level, I will in through the nose, out, because I'm trying to get rid of that CO2, and then I might do some regular calm breathing. But it would be the very, very end where maybe your you, your system is just overblown with it, and you kind of have to switch to to mouth to mouth. But to what you're saying, yeah, if people run, I would definitely say try it out, try calm, try try keep it at a steady pace, and just see yeah. how you feel with it. Everyone's different, well, right? You know, nasal breathing in general is is huge.
0: You're it, supposed to nasal breathe when you're sleeping.
1: Oh yeah, 100%.
2: you're supposed to nasal breathe all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> For sure, yeah, right. I, yeah. I know it, it could be hard if you have like a stuffy nose or some shit, but
1: this is the easiest way to know why. Whenever you have a cold and your nose is completely blocked, you're fucking miserable. And it, the reason yes, why you are, is totally yeah, totally miserable because you're, you're even breathing in through the mouth like that. It's shallow. It's not as it's not as much. um You're not getting as much oxygen delivered. Your, your heart rate's going to be higher when you're breathing through the mouth like that. When you breathe through the nose, it also produces nitric oxide that helps. Um, smooth some of the, the, the muscle tissue and the airways it's that's just the easiest way for me to tell to, to tell someone when next time you have a cold and you're completely blocked mm-hmm. up tell me how you feel
0: oh it makes complete sense and you know what you're giving away some free tips and tricks and i feel like you should send me an invoice and i should be paying for <laughs> oh, <very good.
1: laughs> listen there's so much with this to learn and it's you know it's and, and ultimately as well we want people to understand this and get on board and and um and try it themselves you don't need to buy of course it's great. our platform is going to serve a lot more than that you know we have a lot of big plans especially within people that have anxiety and panic attacks yes and a lot of great solutions there but in general like i did initially just get people interested learning more about it and then you know once you're hooked you can give us your cash then
0: yeah <laughs> exactly but That's this shit works it. so i mean it's a, you're <laughs> You're paying for something that is going to ultimately change your life and it's like what you said like you can't just do breathing you have to have this lifestyle that that is yeah a good lifestyle you can't be eating chips and fast food and shit and expect results you have to actually mm-hmm. you know give it give it a chance right give it all you got
1: yeah
2: well I mean if you're listening to this podcast, step number one close your mouth step number two go to superhumans. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a wrap. Call on Instagram.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Superhumans Co. on Instagram.
0: Beautiful. Well, <laughs> listen, guys, you guys are, are fucking rock stars. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up there. There's such good information. I appreciate you so much for doing this. And, you know, at the end of the podcast, I usually give my guests a couple seconds um, for any events that are coming up, books you'd like to give a shout out, your social media platforms, webs- websites, et cetera.
2: Yeah. I mean, you can check us out on uh, Superhumans Co. or uh www.wearsuperhuman.co.
1: Uh, we've got a lot of different websites, so it's hard to. Uh, <laughs> the easiest way to do it, if you go to Valentine Thomas on Instagram or my yep. Instagram, which is LND. What's LND
2: for?
1: At the time I was living in London, I thought that would be cute. <laughs> Me out on the podcast fucking little shit um (laughs) and uh only messing and uh yeah if you follow from there you'll see the 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 instagram there's a link there that you can try the platform out for free you got three days so you know check it out you can always cancel it that's i know that times are tough right now you know and and i understand this and even to get on and learn what you can there i would rather you do that than not this is a journey for us with with this platform and we are going to build the the leading breathwork app in the world. And this is just at the start of it. So just join us, even on Instagram, we post all the time. You'll get a lot of tips on there.
2: TikTok. Yeah. Um, Young people do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's it. So
0: excellent.
2: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. And people get on those websites and go join superhumans. I'm gonna do it right now. Appreciate you guys. See you everybody.
1: All the best, brother. Bye bye.